Hi, I'm Casey. And I'm Regine. And our podcast is called Blending, Blending Together. Together. We aim to have open, thoughtful, and humorous conversations about interracial millennial relationships, politics, food, dogs, and the adventures of life. Sometimes we even interview interesting people. We hope that you enjoy listening. Today we're going to talk about a little bit how we met, how we came to be, and our fantastic love story along the way. Episode one, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> hey world, what's going on? This is Casey. I don't know if it's recording. Oh. Yeah, it's recording. Okay. <laughs> um, so babe, I guess a little background about us. And how we met um, is kind of what we're going to talk about today. So what do you think are the key points that we need to hit today? I mean, I think how we met is relatively interesting. I think pretty much everyone that's listening to this at first is going to know how we met because they're they, going to be our friends. They were, they were probably there and they were friends and our, and our moms and such. True. But hey, let's just tell the world. Um, yeah, I remember it was home... The Home Depot. Do you, do you really remember me at Home Depot, though? Yes. Are you sure? Because yes. every time I brought it up. I, I remember you not doing your job. <laughs> um, I don't I don't recall that. Taking naps. I'm pretty sure I got a lot of home rewards at Home Depot, so I think I was doing my job a little bit. Never answering the phone when I called. I don't answer the phone now when people yeah. call. <laughs> The disrespect still is it's still there. It's still there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so I guess that was what, like 2014? Maybe. That's kind of when we met. 13? 14? 13, 14? Yeah, yeah. So long ago. Yeah, back in a time where there were, were no masks and. You could do whatever you kind of wanted. There's no. Exactly. It was a little bit happier times back then. Except that we were really poor. True. True. Yeah. Living in Flagstaff. Super poor. Guess yeah. we didn't really tell anyone about that. Yeah. So we met at um, Home Depot on the west end of Flagstaff, Arizona. West side? West side. <laughs> uh, where we both lived. No. I mean, I, I lived on the west side. Yeah, me too. Okay. I lived in a little apartment downtown that was infested with rats. Oh, you fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty disgusting. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we didn't actually start talking to each other though. Like we just we just were working together at yeah. Home Depot. We didn't actually like converse. Yeah, we were both seeing other people, and we both worked in different departments. So yeah, the the great incredible love that the world knows today did not exist at this point. Mm-hmm. And then you left the beautiful Home Depot to go somewhere else. Yeah. I went to what was, it's now called Cordant, but it used to be called Norcam. Um, they randomly called me out of the blue and they were like, Hey, we have your application. Do you want a job? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want a job. <laughs> I don't want to work at Home Depot anymore. And then I just I actually was on FMLA when I, when I got my job oh, yeah. at Cordant. Mm-hmm. And then I just never went back to Home Depot. So like, technically I was fired, but I sent them an email. It sounds really satisfying. Just anyone who works at Home Depot knows that it's 
I mean, it's, it's retail. Yeah. It's, it's not amazing. It's better than some. It's probably better than working at Walmart, which you also did a long time ago. <laughs> I did do that, too. Um, I, could t- I could tell you it's better than Sears or something like that. But. Yeah. And then I found out where she worked because I had secretly been stalking her the whole time. Of course you and were. And I followed her. No. <laughs> it's okay. You can admit it. There was this, this guy that also worked with me at, at Home Depot, and he ended up getting a job at the same place um, Regine did. And he was like, hey, do you want another job? And I was like, yeah. Does it pay more than nine twenty-five? <laughs> and it did. Oof. So I just, I just took it because I needed more money and more hours. I didn't know what I was doing. Turns out it was a pee lab. <laughs> <laughs> just full of uh, thousands, thousands and thousands of con- convicts urine yep. that we uh, did drug testing on and such. It was a legit operation. We got to wear lab coats and stuff. And then... Um, but we still didn't like start dating then even like we Mm-mm. we just kind of knew of each other just because we worked closely ish. I think I was in AU by the time you got there. Yeah, I I started as a peon. <laughs> no, no pun intended. The, the the lowest part of the lab, mm-hmm. and you were you were higher because you had a fancy science degree. And... But yeah, so I was working at AU, and you were still in screening. We were still in our respective relationships from when we were in at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. So we weren't kind of like eye to eye. Mm-hmm. But then... What did, you, what did you think of me back I then? I thought you were so nerdy. Mm-hmm. He had these like tortoise shell glasses and... Uh, I still have them. They're in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so nerdy. But like in like a cute nerdy way, not in like a, oh my gosh, this... Guy's gonna become like, I don't know, like a guy who like sits behind a computer gaming all day, kind of nerdy. Like not the Dungeons and Dragons kind of nerdy, but yeah. like the I can probably fix your computer in a really sexy way kind of nerdy. <laughs> um, very flattering. <laughs> yeah, but you still had like the crazy, crazy hair. I did not know what to do, what to I, think about. I had hair. a really weird, not like a. It was like a fro. It was like a white boy fro, almost. Mm-hmm. It, it's just because I didn't know how to take care of it, so it was just really, really frizzy. And out of control. Yeah. And long. But it was cool. Those glasses. I'm so afraid to touch those glasses. I feel like they still have pee on they them do. from the job. It's, yeah. They're in, the, they're in the... You know when you get stuff like stuck in the lenses? Um, between the lenses and the frames? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely There's some, some particles some in there. There's some gunk in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I remember first time I saw you, you were just like going really fast, like running through the lab, just like working. And I thought you were kind of scary. Oh. I mean, that in, the, <laughs> in the nicest way possible. But like you were just like intimidating because you were so quick and so good at your job. And I, I was just like very laissez-faire about everything. I did my job well, but I was just like, yeah, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm just here. Yeah. Yes, I thought you were cool. And I, I definitely remembered you from Home Depot, even though you say I didn't. But, like, when when I told you we worked at Home Depot together, you didn't even remember the first my, time. My memory is developed more. Oh, so they're just phantom memories? Yeah. They just came out of nowhere? I'm, I'm growing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, that's actually... That's a pretty accurate picture of me, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty uh, just on the move all the time like yeah. this was before fitness watches were a super big thing and i was like getting my steps in mm. but like 
kind of in a rebel type of way. Like I just would, I just, I did my job, but I like yeah. also bent the rules while doing my job. Yeah. Yeah. You just, weren't afraid of telling someone like they were just being a dumbass too. Yeah. Yeah. That happens which, which is good. It's good. It's good quality. Did I ever call it you brings, a dumbass? brings people together. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Okay, good. No. We didn't really talk for a while. We just kind of coexisted and said like hi to each other and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I became more friendly, I think, as time went on. I think that's kind of my MO when it comes mm-hmm. to working with people. It's just like feel them out for a while and then eventually like I just know their name and then I'll just start saying hi to them and they're like, I don't know how this crazy lady knows my name, but she does and I'm just gonna say hi to her too mm-hmm. type of thing. But um yeah. So we still work together for a while without dating, without even like acknowledging each other mm-hmm. um and then joe um he someone we worked with as yeah well. joe someone we worked with convinced casey to give me a massage is that kind of how that went down yeah not in like a creepy way even though that sounds really creepy yeah. for one neither of us were with our significant others at that point it'd been a little bit but she was just having like shoulder pain, like always talking about. Oh, my shoulders hurt. Joe was like, "Yeah, like let's give her a massage." He he like convinced you to like let me do that, mm-hmm. which mean must mean you liked me a little bit enough to let me touch your shoulders. Yeah, in a P lab, I did. He did like you a little bit at yeah. that point. I was like, well, "Nerdy guy." Yeah, yeah. And we were just like, "Hey, why don't we just like go go hang out by your pool?" No, no, no. That's not how it went. No. We got super drunk first. We went downtown and it was we went to that that speakeasy place. Oh, was that before? Mhm. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was after the massage but before we actually like went out on a date. I don't think so. I think yeah, no it was. Cause I, I remember you like touched my leg under the table and I just like looked at Sean and I was just like, he's touching me. (laughs) And she was just like, he likes you go with it. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember that for sure. Um, yeah. So we had our like little speakeasy downtown date, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, and then we decided to have a pool date, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I brought the nicest bottle of tequila I could afford at the time. <laughs> rode over on my 1974 SR Grand Course bicycle. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we just had a day of drinking so-called margaritas to really just, like, maybe, like, a quarter, quarter cup of mix. And the rest was tequila. I, I think it just turned out that we were just taking shots from the bottle and then yeah. chasing it with um, margarita mix. Yeah, that sounds like us from a long time ago. Yeah, early 20s. So how old were we? We were 20... 2014? 20... No, in, oh, we in 2016. 2016. I was 25. Okay, so we were both 25. Yeah, until December. Oh, I was 24 because 25th birthday is when things heated up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we had good times by the pool, took an Uber downtown, had some more good times. It was 
Kind of just went from there. Just went from there. It just kind of turned out that we were very, very alike in a lot of ways that we like didn't expect. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was attracted to your like mystery at that point. Like you still were kind of like someone who I was like feeling out, but like you weren't like opening up all the way to me. But I was just like trying to get you to get to that point because I didn't have my life together. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us. My life was in shambles. <laughs> I just slept on a mattress on the floor and ate ramen every day and Drink just pop off. Yes, and just yeah, did nothing. So, I mean, I'm glad it came off as mysterious, but really, it was more. Uh, it was a mysterious confidence type of thing. Like you seemed, like I could tell you didn't have your life together just <laughs> from like what you would tell me, but like on the outside, it did not think that that's how like I thought you were so well put together Mm -hmm. like you always made your lunch every day and like I because I couldn't afford to buy Taco Bell yeah but like I I didn't I just kind of like flew by the seat of my pants and I Mm -hmm. was just like oh whatever like you know I just like I don't know you just seemed really put together at that point and I was like I'm so intrigued by him it's funny I kind of thought the same of you thought you were really put together as well You know, mm-hmm. your room was like always like really clean and your, all your stuff was really nicely organized. All your cosmopolitan magazines were like perfectly like oh, in, in order, order to the point where like the spines of the books had like certain parts of someone's body and they were yep. all lined up to make a body. Yeah. But you also like had a bottle of wine like hidden away just like in your books. So I was like, yeah, you know, she's like the best of both worlds. Yeah. I had, I had a lot of bottles in that room. You just didn't know about that. Yeah. It's fine. But a lot of fun memories. It's then. all throughout our relationship. But yeah. I remember introducing you to Star Wars for the first time, mm-hmm. laying on your floor watching Star Wars, even though there was perfectly good places to sit, like a couch or a bed yeah. just laid on the floor. I remember before you, I was like, I'm never going to watch Star Wars. Like, that's such like a culty movie and every, like, it's just my hipster in mm-hmm. me just being like, I don't want to watch it because everybody's obsessed with it. And then yeah. you just made me watch it and I was hooked. Yeah. She doesn't like to watch good movies that everyone else likes it's, i don't like to watch good anything that everybody else likes yeah just how i am sad life yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but um a lot of good memories remember shotzi our old dog just falling asleep on me the first night i met him mm. you know it's just sweet stuff like that so you could tell from the beginning that this little lady was something special yeah from the beginning we just kind of we just kind of clicked and I think from, like, the taco, not the taco, the tequila date, we just kind of weren't ever apart after that. Yeah. Spent a lot of time together. Mm-hmm. I, like, intentionally tried to not spend time with you so I could just, like, seem like I was more, like, <laughs> aloof and, like, cool. But, yeah. like, the whole time I, like, wanted to hang out with you. Same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we would just go home to our respective houses and just sit in our rooms, like, probably by ourselves, just wanting to be mm-hmm. with each other but trying to be, like, can't yeah. be too clingy. Yeah, eventually texting something. Mm-hmm. You're like, yes, <laughs> she said something. <laughs> but yeah, we just went through the years. We went on a bunch of vacations. We went to Huntington Beach together within our first like month of dating. Yeah. Like, like were we even a couple? We weren't, no, even, we a weren't couple. even a couple. We just she just took me in her car because yeah. she couldn't ride on a bike all the way to California, <laughs> and we <laughs> and we uh. Yeah, we just went on this awesome vacation with Shotzi. And... I think that's the, what really did it for me, though, was that that trip was mm-hmm. like, okay, I can, like, see myself in a relationship with him and, like, building 
on it together, like with each other, because we just had similar ideas and similar like things of what we thought were fun and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I think after that is when I was finally like, okay, like we could we could date. Yeah, we could see where this yeah. goes. And I was like, oh, I gotta gotta get my life together. It took me like a year to get my life together after we started dating. I mean, but me too. Like we mm-hmm. both kind of just went through it together. Yeah. Like just knowing that we had each other to like lean on and just have that strength to help us get to the point of getting our yeah. life together. Yeah. Because I think our respective partners before were just kind of like mm-hmm. either putting us further into a hole or just like holding us back. And then we finally were. Like, okay, we actually have a partner. Yeah. We're both really tolerant, accepting people who try to compromise for people we care about. And we both have that taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. We didn't really have to compromise with each other. Yeah. Like, now we don't really fight too often. Like, almost almost ever. ever. But in the first year. Was rough. Yeah. We we figured out all of our issues in that first year. (laughs) Yeah. That's very true. But yeah, I went to Huntington Beach. We went to Hawaii together. I took you to Disneyland for the first time. Yeah, since she you surprised were like a kid. me. We we were already planning on going on a cruise, but she surprised me with Disneyland tickets, and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're hooked. You were hooked on Disney. Super hooked. Yeah. Um, well, so we, we went to Alaska. You took me to Alaska oh, yeah. to we see your mom. went to Alaska in the dead of winter because my birthday is December 12th. She met my mom for the first time. We got frost on our eyelashes just standing outside. Mm-hmm. Went sledding. To anyone listening, if you like cold weather, then yeah, Alaska in the winter is for you. But if you don't, minus 17 degrees when you step outside may not be your forte. Just a PSA. Just put on layers. Mm, no. I had layers on. I was still cold. She's um, cold all the time. Go to Alaska. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's actually funny because we went to Alaska to see your mom. Mm-hmm. And you're from Alaska. And I was born in Hawaii. And we went to Hawaii pretty soon after. Not pretty soon. I guess a couple months after. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting to like kind of go to both ends mm-hmm. of the spectrum and then also to just be born on both ends of the spectrum and yeah. like um kind of find each other that way yeah i always thought that was so interesting about it's, our relationship. yeah it's really strange both born in the last two states to to get into the u.s yeah and the most obscure like we're not a part of the continental mm-hmm. united states yeah and people wish they can go to both of us yeah all the time yeah and the two prettiest states <laughs> Um, so yeah, so then we traveled a bunch within our first couple years and then I was getting restless and uninspired. So I decided to go back to school to get my master's, um, applied to a bunch of places and ended up getting into Tulane University in New Orleans. She got into all the places, but that's the one she chose. She's very smart. Yes, I did. I got into, I think there was four, three or four schools I applied to. Mm -hmm. Um, so we made the conscious de- decision to leave our semi-cushioned life in Flagstaff and all the people we love and know and packed up all of our stuff into a Penske truck. Drop. No. We like. <laughs> I like how we always specify it's a Penske truck. <laughs> I know. It could be like a U-Haul truck. It could be like one of those Hertz, whatever, yeah. moving trucks. Just 
Come on, Pinsky, give us advertising time. Yeah. Give us a sponsorship. <laughs> we will travel all over the world in your yeah. bands. Pinsky, it didn't break down. And that's true, um, <laughs> even though we did break the trailer. Um, that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we packed up all of our stuff and moved literally across the country from Flagstaff to New Orleans, Louisiana. And... Uh, At first, it was kind of magical. It was kind of like, ooh, this new place. Like, let's explore all these cool things. And then Mm -hmm. um, my school was really hard. took a lot out of me because it was a one-year accelerated program. So In microbiology. In micro, immuno. And, uh, yeah, I think we ultimately decided to not stay there just because I I don't think either of us saw our – us as like southern people like i think we're more freebird western yeah than we are southern people yeah everybody always says people in the south have that like southern hospitality like big easy like gonna be nice to you no matter what kind of feeling but that's not really what we got we we can't i mean like yeah there was occasionally people that would just like call you sweetheart and like Mm -hmm. they're just super kind to you but a majority of the people just didn't seem to care about anything Mm -hmm. and that really like didn't mesh with our like with the western way that we are of like everything is be fast-paced and we need to try our very hardest at everything we do and Mm -hmm. etc etc yeah and i think um this will probably be in a later podcast but just like kind of how we felt while we were down there Mm -hmm. just how we were treated with which is kind of not our style like we're we were just so used to that hippy dippy flagstaff lifestyle and like yeah, there's still a lot of racial racial tension, which is fair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, New Orleans was great. Um, beautiful city. Wonderful food. Like, the architecture and um, the food of New Orleans is spot on. Like, it's so good. I don't think we ate at a bad place. Mm-hmm. No, Maybe. no, everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. Every single thing we ate was amazing. Yeah. Like, that, was, that was the best part of New Orleans. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah. Um, but it stinked. It did smell... I mean, you're on the river. It was stanky. It was a little smelly. Um, it was really humid. It was super humid. We're used to Arizona dry weather, and this was like... It was just disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were not we we're not equipped for that. Yeah, but yeah. it was. I mean, we did get to travel a little bit while we were down there too. Like we we went to Pensacola, which we fell in love with, mm-hmm. um, the beach town, and then we got to go to Boston to see the Patriots. Yeah, we saw the Pats live. They won, of course. Oh, of course, against the Chargers. Yeah, you saw Philip River cry. Yes, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we did that and. Uh, you graciously supported us for an entire year. Um, Somehow. Who knows how we even got out of there? I don't even know. But we did. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you just, like, carried us through that entire year. So thank no, you so much, no. baby. You're welcome. You did. You did. And then we made the conscious decision to come back to Phoenix after we told everyone we were moving to Utah. Yeah. We, we like surprising the people that we... That we love. Yeah. Um, Move back, surprise everybody, and uh, yeah, we've just kind of been here. We, we got married. Whoop, whoop. During, in 2020. In 2020, during the coronavirus pandemic on May 15th. 
And before people have a cow, we only had like 15 people there max. It was like eight. Well, we had like the photographer, the makeup artist, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like at at one point we had maybe yeah. 15 people max. Everyone was distanced across this massive mansion that we rented off of Airbnb, mm-hmm. which is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Which I forgot to tell you, they've since banned weddings. At on, that place? On Airbnb in Phoenix. So we, rude. we got lucky. Rude. Yeah. That's so rude. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, because our, this will probably be another podcast that we'll dive into, but our wedding was canceled due to COVID and um, we had to scramble to make sure we got married on the day that we picked, the day yeah. that we'd been waiting for for an entire year. Yeah. Oh, we have to tell them about our engagement story. Where are we getting just a engaged? Little, little... Nah, I'm just kidding. We were, uh, it was a year before we got married, and uh, we were going to Disney World, and she had told me really early on that her dream was to be proposed to. Second date. Second date. Yeah. Second date. Her dream was to be proposed to in Disney World in front of the Epcot Ball. And uh, yeah, I was like, we, we got to make it happen. I got to make it happen. How often do we get to fly to Florida and do all this Disney stuff? Because it's really expensive. Like, mm-hmm. trust me, it's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to sneak around. I got our God family to fly out, and I got our mom to fly out. And uh, she didn't even know that they were there. And we like went to um, Magic Kingdom. Is that the one? That's of- the one we went to okay. first. Just making sure I was calling it the right thing. Yes, I love Disney, but I'm you're not, not as not crazy. <laughs> um, we went to Magic Kingdom the first day, and then Epcot was the second day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we rode some rode a ride. We went. We ran to Space Mountain. No, Space. Oh, what is it called? It's the Mars ride. It's the one where you're like in a capsule and you blast off on the Earth. And uh, I knew that um, I was going to propose to her, obviously, that day. So we went and we rode that ride, and I was like, "Oh man, we shouldn't have did that." We both feel like really <laughs> nauseous from like that ride, but um. We, like, took a little stroll through the flowers, and I was like, oh, I heard there's, like, a fountain show. Like, at this time, we're like, gotta go see the fountain show. And she's like, all right, cool, let's go see the fountain show. And we, like, went there, and, like, the whole area was, like, cleared out. There was no one there. Mm-hmm. Which, I, I don't know, did you did you find that suspicious when we first got there, or did you just not even No, notice? I mean, I thought because, like, there wasn't a lot of people where we were, like, coming off of that ride. And I didn't see a lot of people going into the park that day. At least I don't remember a lot of people going into the park. So I just thought everyone was, like, doing the showcase. Yeah. Or they were on Test Track or Soarin'. Like, mm-hmm. they just weren't in that area. Yeah. But I, like, went up to the photographer and I was like, hey, can you take our picture? But mm. Of course, the photographer was supposed to be there because her family had tipped them off. Yes. And I was like, we started walking away to go pose. And I let you walk a little further. And I was like, I'm going to propose to her, like keep taking pictures. And they're like, yeah, we know. (laughs) (laughs) We got it. And so I did it. I proposed. It was great. Mm -hmm. And then her family came out. And and I started crying even harder. I started crying and it was just a wonderful time. Yeah. It was good time. That was seriously one of the best Disney trips. Yeah. Cause like my mom stayed for a couple days and my godparents stayed Mm -hmm. the rest of the time that we were there. So we got to hang out with them a lot. Yeah. Um, it just, there was so much happiness Yeah. throughout the entire thing that I just like. Yeah. So much family and happiness. Mm-hmm. And didn't you say you wanted, like, it was your dream to have your family there as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried to get other people to come, but 
not everyone's willing to spend yeah, all that money. That's true. I know you said like a, you're thinking you asked Amanda. I think so. Pretty sure I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was our beautiful engagement. Yeah. Um, fast forward to today. We've been married uh, two months and some odd days. Yeah, two months, nearly three months now. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no big complaints really. I mean, I burp a lot more. Yeah. Like as soon as you put the ring on, I was like. <laughs> Even more than I usually am. The body just started producing so much gas. It did. Both bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Um, recently, we just got a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. He is six months old, miniature schnauzer, just like our old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're surprised her that. for her birthday back in April. Yeah. I forgot my birthday. Twenty sixth. Thank you. <laughs> Nineteen ninety one. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess that's kind of our love story all caught up from beginning to end. That's us. We really just wanted to start a podcast together for one, because I'm going insane, (laughs) being in quarantine. Hashtag COVID-19. And um, because I think that we always really vibe off each other. Mm -hmm. I think that we complement each other in the way that I'm... I'm really set in my views about a lot of things, but you're always willing to listen to other people's point of views. Mm-hmm. But you also have your own, you know... Point of views. Yeah. So I think we make a good combo to just make some kind of podcast talking about, like, current events, politics, and love, and, mm-hmm. you know, life philosophies and stuff. Yeah. Kind of like what we've learned through life, and just to try to help spread that mm-hmm. to the world. Yeah. I've yeah. always been big on trying to, like, spread joy yeah yeah so i guess before we go um let's just share like a funny story or a funny anecdote from our past like us our dating history okay something that uh you go first while i think of something (laughs) okay okay um i guess it doesn't really have to pertain to like our relationship um, it just was like a funny moment that mm-hmm. happened with like while we were together and the way we handled it, I think was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. So one day our dog ate an entire bag of treats and, um, he just was not, not doing so good. And so we took him to the vet and they gave him a, uh, subdural, like, fluid injection to kind of like rehydrate him because he was really dehydrated from all the treats yeah, they like put water in like a pocket underneath his back it was mm-hmm. really weird mm-hmm. it was like a camel yeah um but then so we went to work the next day and then we came home from work and because of how hydrated he was there was literally a poop the size of his body like he's probably a good 12 inches plus long and it was like oh yeah he's at least two feet long yeah and it was like as long as his body (laughs) one large continuous turd yeah (laughs) it was really impressive just laid out on the ground and we were just like wow yeah and for some reason we didn't take a picture of it i mean (laughs) i still wish i would have taken a picture of this poop yeah i know that's gross but like it was impressive it was mind-blowing i just think because we both came home at the same time and we were just like Mm-hmm. what in the world like we couldn't even be mad because it was just so i don't know but something that we always 
laugh about now. Yeah, so I think yeah. something really funny that happened. Yeah. I am kind of the person that doesn't. I obviously cherish the small moments in our lives, like the important moments in our lives. But to me, life is just like a big, it's just a whole experience. Like it's hard for me to just like digest one thing. It's like hilarious or this or that. Like there's been so many funny moments. Yeah. Some that we like cry laughing and some that we just mm -hmm. remember for life. It's just the experience of life. Like I'll just say some stuff sometimes. You'll just say some stuff sometimes. It'll just make us laugh for like, ever and it's just it's just great yeah no, that's no. very true yeah i guess my last question for you and for us since this is an episode about our love and how we started is like what what is love for you you know mm -hmm. like what what is true love to you what is true love um for me it is essentially compatibility and comfort and the intricacies of like all that goes into that like i i always knew that i wanted a love that didn't have to like that i didn't have to try so hard at that i could just come in to my house every day and just embrace and be like okay i am who i am you know um and from day one, like, that's what you gave me. Like, you just gave me my own freedom to just be myself and be as goofy or, you know, as stubborn or as emotional as I, as I want to be. And for me, that's what true love is. Like, it never wavers between what you give to that person and, and um, like, how they are with you. You know, like, mm -hmm. we're just... Like, we're just comfortable with each other to the point that it's like, yeah, we're best friends and we tell each other everything and we just, you know, love to, we still to this day love to do every single thing together and we don't like to be apart from each other. Yeah. Um, but I think on top of that, it's just like the compassion that you show me and just how you, you're just like, you had a bad day, here's a hug. No. Or here's a funny giraffe <laughs> meme or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Like, that to me is what what love is. No. And what you've given me. No, you're so sweet. These four years. Yeah. Shout out to my mom if you're listening. It's because of you. <laughs> it is and, because of you, And how mom. overwhelmingly loving you are. <laughs> it's who I become. Um, I, I don't think, know, babe. What is it for you? I think love for me is uh, really just never having to worry like again about who you are of course that's really vital someone that truly accepts you for who you are and isn't going to try and change things about you unless they're just like obviously very detrimental like if i had like a drug problem mm -hmm. i would obviously want you to change that but you don't change the fact that i'm nearly 30 years old and i still want to play with legos yeah you know even though there'd be a lot of women out there that just like freak out about that you're too old for legos yeah so it's just complete unconditional understanding of someone else which mm -hmm. i think is something you always provide for me and the fact that you always care you, mm -hmm. you always listen even if i don't want to talk you're just you're just a good person and you help me be a better person that's a huge part of it too yeah, you, you really just like you soften me up because i'm still just like so angry about so many things i don't even know why i'm trying to mush your heart yeah 
And she very much rose my heart like the Grinch. <laughs> and it's just, like, I know you got me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about you running around. I don't have to worry about you being crazy and, like... I always got your six, babe. And, like, yeah. I don't have to worry about you just, like, being cruel to me for no reason. Mm-hmm. If that happens, I know something's wrong. Yeah. So, I think that's pretty much it, you know? I just think we have... You're all right. I'm all right. Yeah. Here's looking at cheap kid. Yeah. No copyright intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's another thing that's, like, really big in our relationship is that we're always just pushing each other to just be the better person that that we can be like from day to day even you know Mm -hmm. um like now you're working on your certifications and i'm just like all there for it you know it's whatever whatever's clever whatever you want your passions to be i know there's been times in the past where i'm like maybe not 10 hobbies yeah i'm surprised i got her (laughs) Let me do a podcast. <laughs> Here we are. Sucker into it. Um, but no, like you just like whatever we can do to build each other up to like make sure that we feel like we've done enough in our life to leave this earth better than we came. Mm-hmm. Then like I think that's something special yeah. for sure. Love you, babe. I love you too. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Blending Together. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast app. Music in the podcast is titled Corn Dogs in Santa Monica by the Great North Sound Society. It is listed as copyright-free music. Thanks again.